<laughs> you're you're listening to the dollop on the All Things Comedy Network. This is a bilingual American history podcast where each week I, Dave Anthony, read a story from American history to my friend Gareth Reynolds, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. And just because and, we're bilingual, we yes. should point out that we will we know how to say cucumber. <laughs> We know, well, we know, uh, yeah, how to say it. Because we, when we well, see a cucumber, we and, and we were both raised here in America, and, and also when people bring us on their their shows to discuss cooking, because that's what we do, mm-hmm. um, we also know the names of the items in America because we Cucumbera. have, <laughs> how you say, Cucumbera. how you say, uh, cucumbera. Boy, uh, I don't know what's going on in the Baldwin house this week, but uh, you can be sure there's a little voice in the back of Alec Baldwin's head saying, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. who did I marry? <laughs> what has happened? Que disaster! <laughs> oh, just the the awesomeness of, of creating an accent at some point years ago to market yourself and but, having it take off. <laughs> wait, can I just... Just as I'm thinking about this through properly, yeah, we shouldn't pick what ancestry you want to have shame. You shouldn't. There's no picking. There's no don't you don't don't we're about shame to get, fake. We're about, don't shame fake ancestry. We're about to get into the shame wars in the next ten years, and that's yeah, be, the shame wars. Those things are going to get crazy. Um, I could see countries fighting over shame. Oh, uh, war, that'll be uh, great. Shaming. You have shamed us. <laughs> we are taking your water. <laughs> Please don't joke shame. And called it, quote, his jam pad. Jam pad? I'm the fucking hippo guy. Dave, okay. My name's Gary. <laughs> My name's Gary. Wait. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the Tiggly Podcast. Okay. This is like Adam. On a five-part coefficient. <laughs> My room's great. Now hit him with the puppy. You both present sick arguments. <laughs> no sleep tell hippo. No sleep tell hippo. Uh, action part. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> February 6th, 1785, year of our Lord, Jesus, Lord Jesus Christ. Christ. Do we say a prayer at this, or do, is that what we usually do during the podcast? No, do we say no a prayer? it would be no, the first time that that had happened. You sure? Yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe it's just, I, it's just that I pray so much during the rest of the day. Sure, I well, not here, you don't, won't start. Elizabeth Patterson was born in Baltimore, Maryland, to Dorcas and William Patterson. Do you have anything to say right now? What do you want? You want? Uh, <laughs> you think you? What do you? Let me let me guess. You just lay out the name Dorcas on a silver platter, and you expect <laughs> Piggy to just <laughs> devour it, do you? You think that I'm so juvenile <coughs> that I can't hear the name Dorcas and just let it go and just say, "Hey, so what? So there was a time when." Calling someone Dorcas was not a put-down in a Dungeons & Dragons event. It was the name... It was someone's first name. 
Sure. Uh, yes. Does it sound like the Wizard of Nerds? Sure, it does, Dave. But it doesn't mean that I'm just gonna sit here and feast upon it because you've laid it before me. Dorcas is a fine name. <laughs> Have I ever heard it before? No. Does that make it wrong? No. It's just a name. It's just a name. It's Dorcas. It's like nerdly or geekson or, or fucking dweebus. It's just a Dorcas. That's what? all it is. It's not no, It's not there to be mocked or worried about. It's just a That's simple right. name. Yes. So what? You named your son Jerko. Big deal. Move on. They were one of the wealthiest families in Maryland. What was the other one's name? I've completely forgotten it. William. Dorcas That's is the lady. <laughs> <laughs> lady Dorcas. Uh, so uh, I'm sorry, William can I a- get the name again? I'm William. <laughs> no, not you, your lovely wife. Oh, this is Dorcas. Hello, this is me. Would you like a book? Uh, no, Dorcas, not now. We're not. Maybe they should have a page from a book. No, Dorcas, settle down now. Settle down. Uh, I've got beakers in my socks. Dorcas. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, William was a merchant and property owner. Dorcas had 12 more babies. Okay, it's going to be a thing? (laughs) No, it's not. Okay. Okay. I can handle Uh, a few then. Eight of the babies lived to be adults. That's a pretty good rate. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Two thirds made it through. Elizabeth was the eldest daughter. Uh, not much is known about her childhood. She read a lot. Uh, she probably was educated to be just like a wife as they were back then. Mm-hmm. By the time Elizabeth was 18, she was known for her incredible good looks and was one of the most sought-after ladies in Baltimore. Mm, okay. So she's a full-on hottie. Uh, she's sure. also very, very witty and uh, well-read. She read a lot. Uh, she, well, she really wanted her to. Yeah. She really wanted fame and a cosmopolitan life, right? So she's a rich lady. She wants, she wants the fancy city life and, sure. and uh, wealth. Right. So, in 1803, Jerome Bonaparte came Uh-oh. to America. Uh, Jerome is Napoleon's brother, okay. younger brother. Jerome apart, okay. Jerome apart. Uh, he's lieutenant in the French Navy. He was also uh, a, a frivolous youth, a little bit uh, not as serious as well, as a Napoleon Napoleon would like. Uh, okay. He's a reckless reckless spender. Okay. So now Napoleon grew up uh, poor, but the, the brother came later and he had a little more money. So, uh, you know, there's a difference of like, you know, between there's the brothers. Despair- right? right. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so Napoleon sends him to stop a slave revolt in the Caribbean. And then he's, uh, he's put on, uh, goes on to Martinique on a patrolling brig. And then in the summer of 1803, Napoleon orders Jerome home. And Jerome doesn't want to go back and be caught by the British just sailing across. So he decides to go to Virginia first. He's going to do a little sightseeing in America. Okay. Well, meanwhile, while Napoleon's like, where is Jerome? He's supposed to be home. That's right. It's just taking so uh, long. <clears throat> 
uh, once he's there, he goes to D.C. to ask for money from the French uh, chargé d'affaires, Louis nice. Pichon. Nice, David. And uh, Pichon gives him some money, uh, but tells Excuse him Excuse me, to, I, I'm, a, I'm a French citizen and I'm a, in need of money. Oh, well, of course, uh, you come to the right oh, place. Yeah. We, are, <laughs> uh, we are technically a soil of France. Here you go. Here's your money. Run about. Okay. Excuse me? So, uh, run about. Run about? Have a fun. Uh, hello, you like a spicy meatball? It's this guy. He's <laughs> not French. <laughs> Keeps hiding in plants and other outfits. So, uh, the uh, charge d'affaires tells him to travel incognito. He's like, don't make a big fucking thing about this. You're here. Your brother doesn't want you here. Just lay low. Right. But word, I'm French, but of, of course. course I will. <laughs> so, words Could out I have nine bottles of wine and a whole pig? <laughs> Lay low, exactly. So soon he is dining with uh, President Jefferson in D.C. I am so He's... French! I have the most <laughs> French! I'm having the best time, Tommy J. <laughs> He is, uh, he's, he's with Aaron Burr in New York, who's the VP. He goes to tons of balls, tons of parties. Um, and after a while, he, he leaves New York. He goes to Baltimore uh, okay. to catch a, he's finally going to catch a, a ship to France. Huh? But his heart got in the way. He goes to the horse races one day in Baltimore in uh, September 1803. He sees Elizabeth. They just see each other. They don't talk. Just a couple of attractive people seeing each other across a party or whatever. Okay. They don't meet. So days later, they're at a ball together, and they dance together. Mm-hmm. Uh, something happened where he got like his hair, his ring caught in her hair or something. Oh, excuse me. This is so awkward. The enormous gem on my pinky ring is caught <laughs> in your beautiful locks. <laughs> but... uh she has targeted him. Like she, as soon as she saw him, she's like, "This guy's my ticket. He's young. He's good looking. He's the brother of the ruler of France. Right? Yeah. Center of attention wherever he goes. So yeah. she pursues him. Center of attention now, wherever he goes. Meanwhile, the guy's like, uh, to be clear, the walking orders for you to be very <laughs> subtle. And here she's pining for you because of your egg, how big you go. That cannot be subtle. I am a Frenchman. Ah! This is me at four. Hey, French, 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 France, 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 France. We are French, French. Uh, so that's not really normal for the times at all for a sure. woman to pursue a man. Her right. uncle, Samuel Smith, said her, quote, conduct uh, to be abominable as she seemed as anxious to possess Jerome and when a baby to possess a rattler doll. The the wording of that is weird, but basically he's but saying basically she he's, is going after him like the way a baby is, would go after a rattle. Like it's, it's crazy just, to watch. By the way, that is how any that's what a man does. That's what yes. you do. Hundred percent. You like someone, get on it. But <laughs> that's, uh, that's it. fortunately for her, she doesn't have a penis, and she's not no. allowed to decide. So she'll it's wait. disturbing. It is just a vagina. Her behavior she has a vagina. Dis- she has a vagina and she's been outright clear about who she I'm sorry, I might be sick again. Who she who she <laughs> like blum blum oh, oh these women something yeah, wrong so her, with them. They are becoming her, satient. 
<laughs> her parents also told her not to do that, but she does anyway. She defies them, and it works. Screw you, Dad, and you too, Dorcas. By the end of October, they're engaged. Wow, okay. Yeah, so, so pretty fast. Now her ring is caught in her own hair. I got nothing. <laughs> uh, Sean tells Elizabeth's family, Jerome cannot get married. Right, so he goes to William and the family. He's like, "Look, they can't get married because French law doesn't allow it. Anyone who is under twenty-five has to ask the per- parents' permission." Oh wow, that's a- so he has to get permission from Napoleon and the family to get so, married. So the man that she's like, "Oh, he's just so big and important." He's like, "And my love, once I can go talk to mommy and daddy and see if <laughs> they will accept this, then I can come back. But first, I have to go plead with my mom and dad, my daddy." Also, Napoleon hears about it, and he is fucking pissed. Okay, right. It's not what yeah, he... because he was just like, uh, come wants. home. Now, come home, but, you know, he's also an emperor, and he wants, he wants to marry to make some familial connection and right. expand the empire, right? It's not right. like... And how much married. land does she have? <laughs> so then an anonymous letter is sent to William. And the okay. letter says that Jerome has ruined women across continents. Like, he okay. just fucks and ruins women. Right. Uh, and it also said Jerome was just going to marry her uh, to get some goods, a place to stay, and then he would go off to France and just blow her off. Okay. So William calls the wedding off. He says, that's it. And uh, he sends Elizabeth to Virginia to live with relatives. This only makes her more into Jerome. The, f- the further away is she is, Absence the more she makes, wants. Right, okay. She says, quote, I would rather be the wife of Jerome Bonaparte for an hour than the wife of any other man for life. Oh, wow. So she's, yeah, all right. So she's ready. She says she's going to elope. Like, they can't stop her. Okay. So William gives in. And Look, I uh, talked to Dorcas upstairs (laughs) for a while, and we decided you can (laughs) get married. That's right. As long as you... Figure out what basalt is. Dorcas, enough. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'd love to marry your mother for an hour. <laughs> Isn't that a volcanic rock that comes from uh, lava? Oh, my God. He's perfect. <laughs> Dorcas, so, relax. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh... So so William gives in, and, what, and one of the reasons he gives in is because he, he can cut her out of his um, uh, will, so he agrees not to cut her out of the inheritance. Wait, uh, and, William uh, says yes because... Well, he, one of the things he can do, one of the reasons she needs his permission is because he can't cut her right. completely out, and he agrees not to cut her out. He says, I, okay. I will... St-, like, they talk about it. He says, I'll still keep you in the, yeah. in the will and everything, and so... Okay. So they get married on Christmas Eve, 1803. Uh, this quickly makes her a bit of a celebrity. Okay. They go, uh, afterwards they go to D.C., and now everyone wants to meet them. They're the fucking hot, hot couple. Okay. They're written about in all the gossip papers, all the newspapers. So it's good. So when he was like, hey, while you're here, Jerome, keep a low profile. He's like, what if I have the wedding of the year? <laughs> That's right. Okay. Now, she also dresses uh, in a French style, which is pretty rare for this time in America. Okay. It's super scandalous. She what does that mean? Just, does that mean? We'll get to it. Okay. 
she arrives at her uncle's house, who is the secretary of the Navy, for a ball in a sleeveless, backless dress that okay. is super thin. Okay. Rosalie Calvert wrote, quote, so transparent you can see the color and shape of her thighs and even more. Hmm. Okay. Exposed were her, quote, back, her bosom, part of her waist, and her arms. And underneath, the rest of her form was visible. So it's basically a very thin see-through dress that she's wearing. Right. I mean, for now... if, if this if the time is now, I, I'm fucking loving it. Like I, the the titillation of men, yeah. At the time period in America, it must have been through the fucking roof, right? It's still a puritanical bullshit right. society, right. and we're talking yeah. about like she's just yeah, she's showing p- she's showing it off. Go off into the workshed to bang their boots at this time. Yeah, and in France, it's not a big deal, right? In France, she's just taking French fashion and wearing right. it here. Yeah, but. I mean, it's so it's such a big deal that a mob of young boys have gathered to watch her walk in to the ball. Jesus Christ. That's... Once she's inside, a crowd gathers outside, and they're looking through the window at the, quote, almost naked woman. So they are just losing their fucking mind. Okay. So, and she's, yeah. and again, remember, she is super fucking hot. This is like a glamour model or something. Right. Of which, in which a world in which it doesn't exist. Right, and and she of all people, you can see part of her bosom. Yeah. So obviously, men and boys it's, it's, do the logical thing, and they set up camp outside <laughs> where they can study her and keep an eye on her and watch her and gawk at her. And, we're, and really, we're talking about side boob, but back then, side boob is like you know just oh, an explosive. Dave, a kneecap is like you make your yeah. balls erupt. I, I should try to show you the, her her wedding gown because it's not actually that scandalous. It's just like, but people are like, oh my god! You look at it. Let me see if I can do this here. Oh, good lord! So that was considered. I mean, that just looks like a, a smock almost. Like it's that, it's that's, but not, that is but not a revealing dress. But that's that's a bit scandalous because it's you know when it's backlit or whatever you can see through it a bit. I think that's what they're talking right. about. Uh, but still, it's just it just looks like a like a really. Oh yeah, you would. It's a dress that in Los Angeles. I mean, I don't think anywhere you would even. No, it's all the way down to her ankles. There's a little bit yeah. at the top. It's nothing. But her. But yeah. again, her arms aren't covered. Right, the arms are out. Like that's no. a big deal. Like so, uh. it's. <laughs> Look at her elbows. Oh, oh, Danny, can you imagine getting a nibble on one of those bows? <laughs> you know what we should do? Stand outside of where she is. But still, <clears throat> at this party and where she's going out to parties, it's a lot crazier than that, right? She's really revealing right. a lot for the time. Um, women leave the room. They're so offended. The women who ah, are in- Goodbye. Good day, good everything. I'm done. Come on, Dorcas. Famous DC poet Thomas Law was so inspired that he wrote poetry about Elizabeth, though he bagged on her for her clothes, her morals, and her lack of republicanism. <clears throat> right? So she's, cool. because of her fashion, she's showing an allegiance to uh, France, which is not a democracy. Oh, I've always loved conservative poetry. Correct. Just great stuff. But he added to it uh, when he heard that she wanted to read the poem and he softened it a bit. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, but there's also the sure. poem makes its way over to Europe, and she becomes a little bit of a celebrity in Europe because of the poem. Okay. When Napoleon heard about the marriage, he fucking loses his shit. He said it's not valid because it violated French law. He didn't ask for permission. Right. Uh, he orders Jerome. But he did not ask for mama or pears uh, <laughs> permission. Aren't you in charge of the country? Yes, but still, before I do anything, I must ask mummy and daddy. <laughs> so he orders Jerome to return to France without Elizabeth. Okay. But uh, the newlyweds, they believe once Napoleon meets her, well, he's going to love her. He's going to think it's great. And he's going to be all for it. Right. Sure. Right. Again, she's 18. Uh, he's not much older. Like, they're young. They're not... They're not, right. <laughs> they're, not they're thinking with their that hearts. Re- right. Uh, after just... Which, by the way, you could see through her dress. Yeah. Her heart. Uh, after weeks, Elizabeth is a celebrity across the U.S. Okay. Marrying a Bonaparte, wearing revealing dresses, and then there was this new portrait of her that came out. Okay. I got to show you this. A, a new portrait? Not nude. Yeah, a brand new portrait came out of her, right. and it just made the fucking world go bananas. Like, she is... Okay. Oh, okay. Sure. I mean, I mean, it's a portrait. So, honestly, she, she looks like she's got three heads in it. She looks like yeah, a yeah. cerebus. I mean, it's, three, it's a three-pictured uh, portrait of her. She's, you know, you know yeah. she's attractive, uh, yes, but I guess this is it for the time. Like you're not getting photographs, so you see a painting and you're like, "Whoa, right. holy shit!" Yeah, this is crazy. Oh, uh, the ma- the amount of beating painting beating off. Oh, insane. So, uh, so it, it's rare to be a famous woman in. Right. Particularly in America, there there were some like there's Martha Washington and Dolly Madison, but they were first ladies. Elizabeth is famous just for being famous, right? Which is crazy rare if right. it's ever happened. Like I, I I don't know. So Napoleon threatened to cut off Jerome's cash. Oh man, that was part of me was hoping you were going to say penis. I don't know why. <laughs> I just well, you're naughty. Uh, his brother, Drum's uh, brother, says, look, you should just become an American citizen. That's how fucking mad Napoleon is. You, you know that, you're, that you have fucked up when someone is like, it's just better for you to never come home. Like, just be American. Yeah. You, should like, just, you should just be a different country guy. That's how I think this is going. Forget everyone you know and like and all the things you're familiar with and your stuff just because he's pissed. Listen, listen, Gareth, regarding the situation with your dad, I think yeah. you should become a Hungarian. Okay, great. That's easier. That's better. That's, That's just better. That's how, easier. you know, I don't think talking out is going to work. I think just be a whole different, you know, person. Probably. You know what I'm going to give him? I'm going to hand him a, um, uh, how do you say, uh, a cucumber. <laughs> Uh, so uh, he considers it, but Elizabeth's like, absolutely not. I want to live in Europe. That's my whole fucking jam. So he doesn't. <laughs> he's, he doesn't. He's, he's like, he's like. Look, uh, apparently Napoleon is very irate, and it's it very, make uh, more sense for for me to uh, potentially not go back. God, not go. But what do you? The whole thing is that I could go to Europe. Why do you think I'm so dressed like this? It's. Uh, I'm ready for Europe. Yes. Uh, 
<laughs> okay. Okay, uh, I knew in, you'd come around. In May 1804, Napoleon declares himself emperor. Soon after, the couple learns that Jerome is not part of the line of succession. They still think that if Napoleon meets her, he'll come around. They're wow. like, well, she is so awesome. That, and she thinks, I'm so awesome. That once he meets me. Once it, he sees us together in the room like everyone else, he will be hypnotized. Yeah. So the newly... Just think of what happened with Dorcas. <laughs> so they're still... Your stupid, your stupid mother. They're still uh, traveling around in the U.S. They go to New York. They go to Philadelphia. People throwing parties for them everywhere. Uh, and then my wife, right. why she thinks Napoleon will love her, because she's a fucking celebrity at this point. Right, yeah. She's in the spotlight. She's carefully picking her clothes, wearing revealing French fashion, thin fabric that literally clings to her. Her dresses, quote, disgusted the admirers even of the naked figure. What? That's, that's not That's possible. what the prudes think. Uh, you know, I really like naked people, but if they wear <laughs> a shirt that I can see through, that's fucking porn. <laughs> well, that's what, you know, that's what, the, that's what the, the American, you know, prudes think. So, look, all the, quotes, all the quotes from this are from uh, Charlene Boyer Lewis's book, Elizabeth Patterson Bonaparte, an American aristocrat in the early republic. So... They try to go to France now. Now they're trying to get to France. They try to go three times in 1804, but they get pushed back by storms. There's a British ship. They're worried, so they can't get there. Um, Napoleon tells his minister in the U.S. not to talk to Elizabeth at all and to send Jerome on a ship alone. He doesn't want her coming. He also goes to the Pope and asks the Pope to annul the marriage. (laughs) It sounds a little bit like the Trump election scenario right now. (laughs) You know, uh, listen, that's I like have that's going to be uh, the next. <laughs> listen, uh, to Mr. Pope, I have a favor. Yes, uh, sir. To ask you. So you have a paper request. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, yes. So can we wrap up the marriage? I'm sorry. What it is with the, uh, the question? With the, now I'm going to start talking in Italian accent because you're doing it. Okay. Uh, I can talk to French uh, if you'd rather me do that. No, I have a favor to ask. Can you? Uh, yes, sir. Just uh, wipe the marriage off of the. Uh, you're getting a very closer to my accent now, my Just friend. to wrap it up like a meatball. I knew it was a him. It's always a this guy. <laughs> no, it would be like this. It would be like, excuse me, uh, your excellency's lip-hop. It is so important to me that, uh, you know, there's so many things. That God works in such mysterious ways. Yes, indeed, he does. The Lord that works so mysteriously. Most of the times I sit up here and I think, wow, how is it that I'm the only person who can talk to you? Yes, well, not to bore you, but um, do you think you could talk to God about killing my uh, brother's wife? <laughs> is that cool? Will so, he, like, entertain some sort of scenario on that way? So... I, it sounds like Napoleon lied to the Pope and was like they got married by Protestants when the Pope checks it out. <laughs> and he finds out that a, a high bishop, Catholic bishop, married them, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm you not You can't gonna. lie to the Pope. <laughs> the whole, that's, like, you can go there with a dumb request, but you can't start, like, li- like he I did. mean, Jesus Christ. Well, he's, he's fucking, he's uh, Napoleon. Yeah, still. Um, Don't go to the Pope's home and be like, eh, here's some bullshit. Yeah. So I mean that just shows you how Napoleon probably did not believe in God because 
he would think you would be like, that's not a good place to lie. That's right. That's like God's that's like God's son. So um <clears throat> so so the Pope finds out the Pope's not gonna annul it. Um right. this causes a huge fissure between the Pope and Napoleon. Now they're fucking now they're having issues. So they'll never form into the Napopian figure we want. Well, yeah, not like we wanted. But but look not like <clears throat> You know, that just shows like this marriage is already causing fucking world ramifications, right? Right, right. Uh, so Napoleon has the French state declare the marriage invalid. Okay. So Jerome and Elizabeth are getting, starting to get very concerned. Uh, her brother is in France and he, he writes her and says, look, you might be arrested if you come here. That's how upset Napoleon is. And everybody knows it. <sighs> But she's still determined to go. She's like, well, if he meets me, it'll be What is she doing? No. So they take an American... Wouldn't it be great to have that level of self-confidence? To believe in yourself on that level? Yeah. Look, if I can just get in a room with the emperor who loathes me, he'll come around. It's just such a celebrity... No, he's like creating international law. But it's me. (laughs) Daughter of Dorcas. It's just such a celebrity mindset. Like, well, he just has to see me. Once he sees me, then he'll recognize I'm perfect. You know what I'll do? I will sing Imagine with my buddies on a video. Imagine. That would be the <laughs> best thing if she went into the Napoleon's room. Imagine there's no heaven. It's easy if you try. What is this? No hell below us. Get her out of here. Above us, only sky. Rip her arms off, the arms that I can see coming through her dress. Imagine there's no heaven. Kill her. Stab her now. Stab her right now. Get the guillotine out. It's easy if you try. Oh, my God. Rip her arms off. Oh, God. Throw her to the dogs. Ah! Ah! Jesus. Ah! Fucking Christ. Okay. So, uh... So oh, they- <laughs> next, let's kill the Pope. So they end up taking an American merchant ship uh, instead of French ships in March 1805. Okay. Uh, that'll be safe. Okay. So... They're joined on the trip by one of Elizabeth's friends. They have some employees there, a doctor, because Elizabeth is now five months pregnant. Oh, boy. And uh, they also had a baboon that Jerome had purchased. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, keep going, bud. No, <laughs> no, uh, no, um, no worries or about this situation. or No, no, obviously. It's a normal trip. It's just so, so they just took an American ship <laughs> to avoid any trouble. And um and yeah and then they brought the regular amount of supplies a doctor because she's pregnant uh-huh. a wild baboon yeah and a friend that's yep. right okay just the normal stuff so who will be joining us a doctor my friend Sheila and a baboon okay yeah great yeah great that's great he is a little hard to understand or his attitude is fluctuates a lot um and he hates water. So that could be, yeah. As he sees it, he freaks out. He hates it. See how fast he is? I don't know what it means when he runs by us at that speed, but I think it, to me, it feels territorial, but uh, Jerome tells me that I'm just a warrior. I just, I, I'm the daughter of Dorcas. But um, I would say that some of this stuff is troubling, for sure. But uh, anyway, so Jerome and I get the master. And then you and the baboon and the doctor are going to be downstairs. Um, that's where you... Oh, God. I'm sorry. I'm just seeing the doctor's bloodied legs in the bottom of the boat here. So I don't know what... I know it's just him and the baboon down there. 
I wouldn't even pick a bed. Let the baboon just lay and then go in another one. I think that's the, what the doctor's problem was. So that's good, though. There's more food because we don't have the doctor anymore. It's just me, Jerome, you, and the baboon. Can you hear my dogs that's barking? That's cool. No. Because oh, <laughs> there's also baboon. dogs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they arrive in Lisbon 21 days later. The, uh, a French emissary comes down. And Dave, am I going to hear any more about the baboon? No, that's it. <laughs> okay. It's all I need. I'm happy. I just obviously would love more, but I'm happy. <laughs> he says, uh, they, uh, he meets the ship, and he says, you can't get off the ship to Elizabeth. Quote, Elizabeth, this is Elizabeth's response. Quote, tell your master that Madame Bonaparte is ambitious and demands her rights as a member of the imperial family. That Ooh. is the message that she sends to... A hot 18... This is such a hot 18-year-old <laughs> fucking speech. She tells that to this guy to go tell the fucking emperor of France, who we all know, uh, he he kind of takes shit out on people. He, he gets... Yeah. He gets some He's shit aggressive. done. He's aggressive. He's aggressive. So... Uh, and she tells him... She basically is like... This is a direct fuck off to Napoleon. Will yeah. you tell him directly to fuck off from me? Listen, once I get in that room, he's going to lose his mind. Get me in the room. I'm telling you, get, get me, me in the room. Yeah, yeah, she's an actress. So they do, they do get off the ship in Lisbon. They go sightseeing for three days. Um, and then they do that until some men come and take Jerome prisoner. Some men sent by Napoleon. Okay. So... Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. So... Everything's going according to plan. Now she's trapped in Lisbon with a baboon. It's fine. <laughs> she's just pregnant with a baboon. I know. He'll be back soon. As he's being taken away, they, they tell, he tells Elizabeth to, to go to take the ship to Amsterdam uh, where she can have the kid if, if he can't smooth it over with Napoleon in time. But if possible, hold it until I'm back. <laughs> So this, this all increases her celebrity. Now in America, this is all being followed by all, all the press. Even right. in small towns, they are now reading this. In little tiny town newspapers, they are reading this. Y'all hear about Elizabeth the baboon <laughs> and Jerome? I think she's in a pickle. Or how you say um, cucumber. So it's, every move is being followed. When they get to Amsterdam, Napoleon Howe has the ship surrounded by gunships. And now they... Now they aren't allowed to go on land in Amsterdam or leave the ship. Okay, so At things all. are going really the sh- well. The, the ship point. can't leave. They can't leave the ship. It's just right. So, so, so she just lives on a ship now with a baboon. <laughs> That's cool too. And no one can bring anything to the ship. So eight days go by. They're running out of food. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So ooh. the American consul gets involved and. They have a discussion with Napoleon, and the ship is allowed to leave. So they sail to England. Okay. And when she gets to England, there are just tons of people waiting for her on shore, at the wharf, wherever. Uh, She's a celebrity there already. Right. So uh, her baby, Jerome Napoleon Bonaparte, is born on July 7th, 1805 in London. Swap those names to kiss ass a little more. Yeah. Napoleon Jerome I mean, Bonaparte. really kissing ass. I would have named him Napoleon yeah. Bonaparte first, but that yeah, might have been right. over the top. Yeah. So that kid's a British citizen because he was born in England. Right. 
Um, she names him Bo. That his nickname is Bo. Uh, okay, as in Bonaparte. Get it? Right. Yep. The English press follows her every move. Uh, in France, Jerome is forced to write a letter of apology to Napoleon, to renounce his marriage, and uh, he's put back in the French Navy. Okay. So he's really handled he's really stood his ground. Yeah, he really he really did a number really on Really didn't back down. No, you understand Napole- she's everything to me. I'm going to telling you right now you will renounce the marriage and get back into the French Navy. I mean, yes, oh. okay. Cool. Yes. What should I sign here? We someone someone let her know that our life together is over. I love her and goodbye. Tell her. Tell her. Uh, Napoleon is actively now seeking a bride for Jerome. And Jerome, this whole time, though, is still writing her romantic letters like everything's fine. Oh, God. He's just, he is a dude. He is a man. Uh, No, I wouldn't say that he didn't take it well, but it could have gone better. But I take a little bit of time and he will uh, thaw, you know? It'll be fine. (laughs) I am thinking about your thighs. (laughs) Ah, Yes. (laughs) Oh. Do you mind if we have a dirty letter session? <laughs> uh, I'm so hard right now. Please write back as soon as you can because, oh my God, am I ready to bang you? <laughs> Six weeks later. Oh, yes, finally she replied. Oh, my cock has been busting a hole through my shorts. I have been rock hard for months. Uh, You're getting it. So. But months go by, right? It's November, and he hasn't come to see his kid. She hears the rumors out of France, so she bails. She bails. She gives. She gi- she just gives up. She has no more hope that it's going to work. She's just like, well, this okay. isn't fucking happening. So she right. she goes back to America. She said she would now live a life of quote suffering and ennui. Man, that's not. I mean, that should be nobody's goal. No, I'm going to go back to suffer. Uh, so Americans delight in her fail, like her fall. Like they just love the idea that this has happened, right? She's a celebrity for being a celebrity. We love to see those people crash and burn. Yes, yes. She hides for a year, and then she comes out. She goes back into public life. Uh, she comes out and back in her revealing dresses. At the same time, in France, Jerome and Napoleon reach a deal. He is going to divorce Elizabeth in exchange for being made an admiral. <laughs> so it's a great, it's a great move for it's, it's a great move for him. All right, get divorced, you can be an admiral. Yep, deal. Yeah. Yep, I'll yes. shake on that. That sounds yes. pretty good. Oh, we. Oui. <laughs> in okay. August eight, 1807... He marries Princess Catherine in Wuttenberg. Uh, U.S. newspapers immediately label Jerome a bigamist. U.S. press takes her side because she's an American and he's France, French. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also the Bonapartes are low-born. So the rich people in America like look down on the Bonapartes. Um, why? Yet, Wait, why? Because they were low-born. He wasn't... He was... Oh. I think there's a, a, a... They're from a low, noble... Italian family, but right. But he was poor, and he came up from through the military through nothing. New money, yeah, new money. And yet, uh, her last name does give her prestige in D.C. So it's this complicated, just bullshit thing, right? She's she's still using Bonaparte. She is, of yeah. course, right? Yeah. 
Uh, also, many believe Napoleon would take care of Bo's future. She has him baptized Catholic to try to make... So she's trying to still take steps to make her right. son in with the family. Listen to him laugh. Hold on. <laughs> see? He's got your laugh, honey. <laughs> there, see? He does that when I take under his little chin. He sounds like a 45-year-old man, but that's a baby. Well, he smokes. <laughs> he's got that, you see that? That's the smoker's laugh we always wanted. I got him to do it. He's just like you. So she hasn't baptized Catholic, which is Bonaparte, Napoleon's religion. In 1808, uh, a letter comes from Jerome, who's now the king of Westphalia. Oh, I thought you were going to say Westphalia. <laughs> he offers to have her send Bo over so the boy would have the, quote, brilliant destiny reserved for him and brought up in the rank which belongs to him. So he's offering so this kid I- will have a title and wealth just send but the boy. No plus one. Send right? the boy. <laughs> send the boy. Yeah. Elizabeth says no. Instead, she reaches out to Napoleon. Mm, counter. I like it. Elizabeth and Napoleon start communicating through the French minister in the U.S. Don't Nap- you fucking dare. Napoleon is impressed by her. Napoleon's like, no. wow. Well, she's very, not she's, very, she's not like other U.S. women. She's very forward with what she wants. She's very. That's right. what I was telling you. I've got feelings for her. She's smart. She's witty. She also knows how to play dudes. Like, she knows when to mm-hmm. take it down, take it up. So, um, she tries to get Bo the title of prince. So, she's working it. Napoleon offers. 12 grand a year in American money until she could come live in Europe. The title Duchess of Oldenburg is discussed for her, but nothing is settled on. But then some American papers are learning of this and they start referring to her as the Duchess of Baltimore. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Jerome finds out and he ups his offer. Wait, Jerome finds out that she's being called. She's ta- the, she's the, talking to she's talking to Napoleon about right titles and money. Uh huh. And he, what is his offer? He ups his offer in he's what way? Up his offer. He says he will bring her over to Westphalia. She will get her own house. The title Princess of Snalcanden, which isn't even a place now. Beautiful. And Beautiful. forty thousand a year. She could visit. She could visit Bo twice a month. So it's dueling, it's dueling offers for titles okay. and money and 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 it's between brother. Napoleon and Jerome are now in bidding, a bidding Shark war, yeah. Tankian bidding <laughs> war with yeah with her who they who Napoleon That's originally right. did not want to see her and now he's like please stop listening to my brother's foolish offers but now likes her I think he's impressed yeah. that she. Doesn't fucking back down and is just like, right. I want what I want. Right. But then she passes on Jerome's offer. She says the uh, Stalkandon title is too small. She called it, quote, abject and shameful and not quite large enough to hold two queens. So she's <laughs> like, that place, because essentially the, the oh, kingdom wow. of Stalkandon, which he's calling it, is just a, a city. And she's like, no, I'm not a city lady. I am, if you, I'm a right. country lady. Like, I get a whole country. Meanwhile, it's like you literally <laughs> are just somebody who now has all this power for some reason. Like, you're like I'm not. Uh, I didn't get involved in this life to be a princess. You're like, well, what? You don't do anything yet. So, what is it? I'm this sorry. Rich Your leverage stuff. is where? So she uh, yeah. she agrees to Napoleon's terms, 
but says she wants a house in, a, in France in a title. <laughs> so the French vice okay. consul of New Orleans is then sent by Napoleon to watch over Elizabeth and Beau. He moves in the house with them, and he was to, quote, eat at the same table and, in a word, never leave Madame and her son except when propriety requires it. So besides getting dressed and fucking taking a bath, he is always to be with them. <laughs> Hello, I am your rented husband. Hello. I will not do anything, and I understand to not watch you pee or poo or bathe. Outside no, of that, I, no. I will be here always. What? No. No, I... Yes, this is my job. No, I just... Yes, I am with you now. No, I want a title. Hello. I want, I want a title. What? Do you want to have supper? I, what are you going to do next? Yes, you're tight. Like you're my, you're or with me. Princess, no. like that. What do you I want didn't to do? Want a dude. Well, and while those terms are worked out, I will be here for you. Now, what were you going to what were you going to do next? We can do together. I didn't Okay. I was gonna, What were you going to do next? And then you tell me and then we will do it together. I was going to put on this dress and walk around. Oh, well, I can't be there for the putting on part. So do that in your own quarters and then when you come out, I walk around with you. Okay. Here's the weird thing. I'm more uh, naked when I'm in the dress than when I'm out of it. Okay. Well, then, to be fair, I'll stand outside of your home when you wear the dress. So, okay, but I will never leave your side and check when you're changing or wearing that dress in particular. Okay? So I'll be out front. If you need me. I don't. Okay. So Elizabeth is always, always saying how lame America is. She believes in monarchies. She hates the increasing democratization of America. Mm -hmm. She thought America was insipid, stagnant, and lacked, quote, imagination, feeling, taste, and intelligence compared to Europe. She needs a podcast. It's just, yeah, it's just a way of saying shithole. Yeah, right. More and more federalists become concerned. So there's the Republicans and the federalists. Federalists are a little more conservative. Uh... By 1810, some of the most powerful men in the U.S. were firmly against Elizabeth. They thought she was influenced by aristocrats and royals and was actually a threat to American survival. So she's making connections with Napoleon, and they're like, no, this is fucking bad. Right. She's, and dressing in French fashion wasn't cosmopolitan to them. It was suspicious. Okay, sure. Yeah, Absolutely. She also had spent a lot of money to look like she was a Bonaparte. She had a fancy carriage built with the Bonaparte's family crest on it. Oh, boy. She dressed her servants in, quote, drab-colored cloth with scarlet trimmings. Her home is full of stuff Jerome had bought her that looked like it should be in a palace. So her house has gilded Louis Fourteenth armchairs, a marble top writing table, silver-plated chest, a 200-piece dinner set, a mahogany and brass travel bidet with a silver-plated basin. She's oh, now dressing Lord. like a queen. A She's wearing... A travel bidet? Dave, yeah. we got to... We can't... What an amazing... A travel bidet. So a servant, bidet. obviously, like, was just, like, foot-pedaling, like, water in her. Yeah. Excuse me, I need to have another cleaning. <laughs> oh, of course, ma'am. Excuse me, let me just get that the uh, apparatus and one, two, three, four. Oh, that's better. Oh, your madam made a boom boom. All right, no worries. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> servants. Don't forget your travel bidet, miss. 
she's now dressing like a queen. She is wearing tiaras that are encrusted with jewels and just so, tons of jewelry. So she's 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 I, I, like it's more than just leaning into this. Like she's perpetuating the um, appearance that she is royalty as well. Like she's. Yeah. I mean, I think most people would probably you know want to. If you could, yeah. I mean, obviously, you want to lean into that, but uh, you know, it's a little weird. <laughs> Federalist newspapers panic. One wrote it would lead to Napoleon taking back Louisiana, and quote the little limb of the French royalty at Baltimore would reign as the Emperor of the West. So they think that wow. Bo is going to become a fucking emperor in America. Yeah, he'll, he'll change it to Baltimore. Now, and quote, all of America would fall into monarchical tyranny. So a monarchy. Okay. Federalists right. were convinced a young Beau was destined to become a king or even Napoleon's successor. Right. And Beau at this point is what, two years old? <laughs> if that. <laughs> yeah, so they're just like... The future is going to be fucked because of this baby. Like, they're living the golden child, essentially. <laughs> oh, he's baby four now, actually, now that I think about it. Okay, so, but still, they're like... Yeah, it's not anything to be worried about. But again, you know, that's what a monarchy is, right? These little kids get right. tons of power, and it's crazy. They actually yeah. do mean something. It actually is problematic, so yeah. whatever. But the Federalists are fucking out of their goddamn minds. So, again, America is also... It's on shaky ground as far as democracy at this point. It's not like it's solid. Like once it's set, it's set. Um, like it's France, not like today, where France it's had a like, France had a their revolution, and now they have an emperor. So it's it is like you know. Right. Um, so Federalists in Congress responded to this. Senator Timothy Pickering said, "Quote: The member of the imperial family and his mother pose a threat to Republican government." Mm-hmm. He was sure Napoleon had, quote, already contemplated the erection of a throne in Washington on which his nephew is to be placed. Of course. It's not absurd to think that Napoleon already has blueprints and throne dimensions. He's making a chair. He's making a fucking chair right now. Look. Some of our intelligence that we've just gathered shows us that there are chair-making factories in France. It's a goddamn fancy east. chair. It's a one They're for a, a really important guy. All right, relax. Yes, it has jewels on it. It's made of gold. It's Don't make me throne. say the word. I, we, sh- we, sh- we should not be calling it a... It's a throne. It's a throne. It's a really, good, it's should... a really good chair. It's a really, really good chair. It's a throne. And I don't know why we don't want to toss that term around. Because it's a chair. It's a nice chair. It's... <laughs> Just think we're really splitting chair hairs, okay? It's a night. But he's making okay. Look, some will call it a throne, some will call it a chair. We tried to work this out on the carriage right over here. We should have figured that out. We didn't. But what we're gonna call it is a at minimum a really nice chair. It's a really and nice at maximum, chair. Maximum, it's a throne. Okay? Fuck. So I don't know why that is such a trigger point for some of us, but we'll just plow through. Why? Okay? Why? Why so, is there why, a throne here? Why is there a throne bear, here? Don't. What do you mean? What are you talking it's about? It's a boy throne. It's a yes. It, it's a it, well, fuck. Look, the, the, point the whole thing is, is fucked. Need, the whole thing is we fucked. Ha- what, let we agree on the conclusion. We need to drop an atomic bomb on France. Thank you. So throne. 
even Republicans join them after a while because the uncles of Elizabeth, once a senator, once a secretary of state, and they now want to put distance between themselves and Elizabeth. So now they're doing right, the Democratic thing where they're like, lightning we, don't, rod. we don't really believe in this, but Jesus Christ, she's causing us so many problems. Let's back off right. of what we believe in. And so um, January, 10, uh, January 18th, 1810, Republican Senator Philip Reed of Maryland introduced a resolution calling for an amendment to the Constitution <laughs> that became known as the Titles of Nobility Amendment. Part of okay. this was that one could lose their citizenship if they took a royal title. I would just picture Rand Paul being really in the mix of this. <laughs> <laughs> now, some historians say that this had nothing to do with Elizabeth, but there are letters written by congressmen who explicitly say it's about Elizabeth. Because of her, yeah. That, that does not surprise me at all. Yeah, but there's, there's controversy about it. Um, so Okay. Uh, it, it's passed, but it still has to be ratified by the states. The way it works, if we have amendment to our constitution, is Congress passes it, and then each state has to a certain number of states, two thirds, have to agree to it, and then it becomes an amendment to the constitution. Which is why that'll never happen again. So that's why when people say, "Well, why is your electoral college so stupid? Why don't yeah. you change it?" and we're yeah. like, "We can't. We can't because all so many states will never here. have two thirds of the of this country, the states in this country, believing something rational ever." Never. Uh, so Elizabeth is just, this doesn't slow her down at all. While the amendment is being debated in Congress and in the States, she's going to important DC parties and balls dressing the same. Dolly Madison, who is like the top tippy top of DC society sticks by her side. Uh, Catherine Mitchell wrote her sister that Elizabeth dress quote, exposed so much of her bosom and laid bare her back nearly halfway down to the bottom of her waist. The state of nudity in which she appeared attracted the attention of the gentlemen, for I saw several of them take a look at her bubbies when they were conversing with her. Oh, <laughs> you mean her old Jewish grandmothers? So dudes are checking out the boobies. Yeah. So and yeah. other so ladies she, are noticing. Right. Which is God, great. I can. They I sound can like they're great imagine. boobies. She's she's, only... she's showing side boob. Let's all just have. Let's just all be honest. Ugh. Check it out. She li- she likes it. Everybody likes it. It's all good. I Everybody's just happy. can't imagine. I can't imagine th- what seeing like. Because I remember like when AOL was first coming out, and like I remember when my friends and I were downloading, and it wasn't an actual topless picture, but when we were waiting for the picture of Tiffany oh, yeah. Amber Thiessen to fully download, people don't know it would take in. like a minute for a picture to come down. It would take two. It would take two minutes, and yeah. it was just like watching. And you would be watching like strip by strip, yeah. getting lower and lower, closer, cl- and and that seemed like we were launching rockets. So I can't imagine <laughs> if you were like actually just had the opportunity in public to see a boob and then be like able to see it and be like what it would what I mean these guys were probably like jumping out of windows. Yeah. I mean it must have been crazy. <laughs> um she also had Bo start going to balls when he was 8 years old to learn gentlemanly manners to prepare him for his future life when he is a titled European aristocrat. Sure, obviously. She worried from the time he was a baby constantly about who he would marry. Wow! There you it go. was the well, f- it was the focus of her life for years. Oh boy! <laughs> a friend, oh, lucky lucky Bo. That's going to be fun. A friend found a list 
quote oh, of the different princesses who would be available for him to marry. So she is baby matchmaking him? She's finding all of the royals all around Europe who are of age to marry him when they're babies and trying to figure it out. <laughs> I do. I baby matchmaking. I do that with Finn. Yeah, you've got to. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, keep sure. up with no, this that's, stuff. No, that's great. I think it's I, arranged marriages people find are weird, but I've never found it weird if you've arranged it since they were babies. That's right. I mean, I live in La Crescenta, so we're trying to match them up with someone in Tonga so we can bring together oh, those great. two communities. That's great. Yeah. Get some livestock. Yeah. A couple of horses, maybe a donkey. Right. Exactly. Uh, right. Now, War of 1812 is on. It seems like the British are going to sack D.C., which they eventually do. So Elizabeth rushes from Baltimore to D.C. to save her wardrobe. She, she makes a trip, puts her life in danger to save that mm-hmm. wardrobe. At yep. the end of 1812, five years after Jerome has remarried, Elizabeth petitions the Maryland House of Delegates for a formal divorce. So divorces are not handled in court at this point. A, the, okay. the state government body, the legislature of each state has to decide whether or not you can get divorced. So you have to have a bill passed by the legislature saying you're divorced. In the state? In any okay. state, yeah. Right. Okay. And she pushes for a full divorce. There's a different kind of divorce. I think it's called on broad or something, but it's a, it's a lesser option where they don't give you a full divorce. You're, you're still married but live separately in different houses. But you're still... It's, it's a financial it's my, thing. It's what my parents did. It's what yes. my parents did to me when I was seven. They sat me down for the most bizarre conversation, which was like a divorce conversation, but then veiled and like, no, we're still together. We just have different homes. And I was like, <laughs> okay, this will be fine. And I'll turn out fine. No, you're, f- you're fine. You're only a comedian. Yeah. That's no, not a weird... Thing at all that turned out. That's great. What, that should have been what I said right when they ended it when I was seven. Well, I'm getting into comedy. <laughs> so Elizabeth wants to be fully divorced. That's what she's pushing for with her petition, right? Because of finances, she could then buy property if she's fully divorced. If she's not, if she gets the other kind, she can't. Okay. So Federalists opposed it, but it passed the House forty-three to thirty-one. Um, then it goes to the Senate, and then Imagine the go- voting against the woman's divorce. I just no, I can't fight for this pork barrel. <laughs> oh, there's a bridge in Alaska being built. How'd that get yeah, in that's, here? By the way, that's exactly what ended up happening, right? They were like, "It's a divorce bill," but uh, in it, we're also putting some construction budget money and then a little aid to Israel. How is there five hundred million dollars in here for th- the Navy? Well, it's, uh, you know, God, writing bills is such a strange thing that for some reason has become so convoluted you can't make heads or tails of it. Don't know why. But anyway, the divorce bill is now mainly a militaristic act. <laughs> it passes. The, go- the governor signs it. She's officially divorced on January we 2nd, We signed into law that Elizabeth is divorced. <laughs> Keep that pen, sweetheart. And here's one for you, too, guy. We're a very normal country. <laughs> Everything's fine here. We've just signed a woman's end of relationship law. <laughs> Jeez. This woman is now free to have sex with others. This is a woman who can now be single. <laughs> Only took a government intervention. <laughs> no problem. I don't, I don't know why women are angry. 
No, I don't understand it. Sometimes it's funny because I think a lot of people would say we make life tough on women, but when you see a bipartisanship law come together to grant her a divorce, it really shows you how well the system's working. I don't know why they're angry when it only took a hundred men to agree and vote on the fact that she could leave her husband. What's the I big deal? I think what we're overlooking is how progressive the men are to acknowledge that this woman had a non-incorrect thought. Now, I'm going to try to bang her. <laughs> <laughs> so it's customary. Uh, the tradition is that you, you go into seclusion after your divorce. Uh, sure. Not Elizabeth. Elizabeth just started Obviously, throwing. Obviously, you're, you're totally starts, damaged and useless to society. Yeah. You go hide in the shadows, it. woman. <laughs> and here's your grave. I'd get in it now if I were you. <laughs> this house for spoiled women is over there. <laughs> and here you go to the island of misfit toys. Uh, Elizabeth does not do that. She throws parties. Okay, good. Good. And now 1814 is a rough year. Her little sister, 16, dies. Her younger brother dies. And uh, her mom dies. So, um... Dorcas's. R.I.P. to Dorcas. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Dorcas. As the eldest daughter, when the mother dies, uh, the eldest daughter is supposed to move in with the father and take care of him in the house. Okay. What a... Okay, good custom for sure. Well, your mom's gone, so your life's gone too. <laughs> Can you believe two lives ended yesterday? Sorry your about mom's that. Mom's and yours. That is a shame. So anyway, you're now my daughter wife, and you'll do all my things. Am I supposed to do my own dishes? <laughs> what am I? I'm not. I don't know how to do that. I don't have a woman's mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ! How would I figure that out? That's a task. Now, Elizabeth thought this was bullshit, and she did not do it. She's like, fuck off. That's fucking horseshit. <laughs> it's also great when, like, these, these things are really only implied, so it just takes one person to just kind of be like, uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to do yeah, that. fuck so, that. No? And everyone's like, well, but... Uh, um, those are the rules! Uh, but histor- historical precedents! Historical precedents! Do we kill her? What, what are we supposed to do? What we're going to do is we're going to come together again as a Congress and figure out an Elizabeth law. <laughs> the only thing that makes sense. Gentlemen, if one Elizabeth escapes from the doing dishes rule. It's a slippery slope to say the least. Let's not go there. Let's just get to billing. So what she does is she decides to go back to Europe. Okay. She's trying to find Bo a, a bride. And Bo at this point is how oldish? Uh, he's around he, nine. She leaves him behind. Okay. Okay. Um, she brings yeah, letters you don't need of in, him there for that. In, Yeah. She brings letters of introduction from all of her rich American friends to European counterparts. Napoleon is in power when she sets sail in early June, but then he is. So Napoleon has lost. Basically, he's, he's, he starts a war. Loses the war. Right. He gets, he then, the, the, I think it's the allies, kick him out. Uh, he, he is put on an island. Uh, that's, right, so he's supposed to live out his life on an island. He escapes from the island. He comes back, is emperor again. So 1815 is a crazy fucking year. 
So he's in Wait, charge I did for. Not know that that's that's amazing. Oh, uh, uh, Napoleon. There's actually a podcast about uh, Napoleon, Age of Napoleon, and but it's fucking great. The Age of Napoleon is the podcast. And so he comes back and is now emperor again for a very brief period, because then Waterloo comes. He is defeated right. again by the Allies, and now he's he's ab- abdicated the throne. He's gone on June eighteenth. He's out. So she sets sail, and he's emperor. She lands in England. He's not emperor. So she right. goes to Liverpool. She changes her name. Uh, Patterson That's where you're going to find the bride. That's, that's where you're right. going to find his, his princess, no doubt. <laughs> yeah, Liverpool. Liverpool. Uh, why not yeah. Manchester? Sorry, Scousers, but yeah. come on. Um, <laughs> Patterson. Uh, yeah. Her last name is Patterson, but everyone's still calling her uh, Madame Bonaparte, regardless of if she changed right. her name. Uh, Elizabeth quickly okay. falls in. She's very well-liked in European circles. All the fancy people love her. The Duke of Wellington gives her a little dog that she names Napoleon. What a weird... Um, uh, that's know. not a compliment. This little <laughs> yapping shit that has to do what I say, it's you! <laughs> he Napoleon is exiled to an island, uh, St. Hel- Helena, uh, uh, in August. Elizabeth okay. is warned... That if she goes to Paris, the police are watching out for her, but she goes anyway. She's like, fuck it. I don't care. Wow. She gets there. They love her. The aristocrats love her. The famous peeps love her. Unfortunately, we're going to have to put this woman under arrest (laughs) for knowing how to dress. My God, (laughs) sister, you look unbelievable. (laughs) Sad the boob. (laughs) (laughs) Ring the sad the boob bell. Okay. Uh, during her time in Europe, she became even more convinced monarchies are superior to republics. What a lesson. Her, t- her shit talking about America goes up a notch. She said her dog, Le Loup, was happier in Europe. Where, quote, he had been used to drawing rooms and fine ladies and too much attention. Then in Baltimore where he found only cold floors and black faces in the kitchen that must have frightened him. Did I mention that she's an incredible racist? No. Um, but she's an incredible you racist. You don't have to anymore. But she's also an elitist, so it makes sense that she would be a racist. Can you be an elitist without being a racist? It's probably pretty hard. It's a tough question. Those things sure. really hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. Hmm. So, uh, man, all right. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. She told her sister-in-law, quote, I hate, I abhor America. I can never exist there. So she's in France. Okay. She's loving it. Uh, being incredibly hot, smart, and witty, men, men sense her divorce, constantly proposing to her, like tons of men, into her, proposing to her. Uh, it never stopped after her divorce. Elizabeth believed women were more accepted as intellectual equals in France instead of just ornaments like in America. Women in America uh, were just meant to be wives and mothers, but here there's, I mean, look, legally there's probably not a big difference, but socially, Societally, right, at yeah. least in the arist- aristocrats' circles, she's treated, they, they respect her mind. They, they like what she has to say. Right, and she in turn learns and goes, oh, well, it's nice to like understand that these, you know, kind of, uh, the echelon of what the way that people view your status based on 
how you look or appear is so insignificant compared to the character. Of course, that is unless you are black to her. <laughs> <laughs> and again, remember, these are all rich douchebags. So, right, yeah, right, right. Uh, so she did not say this publicly uh, about women. She only wrote it in letters to family. Uh, she called Ameri- the American situation simply too hopeless. Okay. She also turned out to be a very, very good businesswoman. She'd taken the money that Napoleon had given her over that time, and it, I think it still came all the way through, because it was coming from the government, so I think it even came until they stopped it all the way through 1815. Okay. So she took it all, and she invested She's living off of interest payments on bonds, dividends from stock, and rent from her properties. Mm-hmm. In 1825, her uncle Samuel Smith said she was worth 100000 Wow. Uh, she's an early investor in railroads. In Baltimore, she owns houses, shops, warehouses, a factory, and a wharf. By Jesus. 1830, her estate... She's got wharf money? A war, she's got wharf money. By 1830, the money from her estate, just owning and whatever... It's bringing her an income of five thousand a year, which is about one hundred forty k a year today. So she's just living off of just the off money. Of that right. Yeah, this is why uh, capitalism is uh, bad. Great. So Perfect. she moved to Geneva, and in eighteen nineteen, she brought Bo over to go to school. So he's around fourteen. Okay. He learned all the stuff a nobleman needs: uh, dancing, fencing, writing, all the important yes, stuff. The important subjects that will behoove you in a life, no matter which way you decide to pursue it. But he's been raised as an American, so he's not really into the European lifestyle. He doesn't like the food. He just likes a nice fucking steak. He's very American. Meanwhile, his mother has been searching for his princess. It's all she's doing. That's why she's really there in the first place. She's pretty much sacrificed her relationship and life with him to find the princess for him. Well, she blew it. She wanted to go over there and... And she, I think she figured he'd be better off with his family in America because... But she forgot that they were Americans. She wouldn't have the time to spend with him because she had a network. But yeah, she forgot that they're Americans. So... Yeah. I think she hey, thought Ma, that... how you doing? <laughs> Man, I'm down for a burger. Um, hold on. <laughs> uh, so, Jerome's sister... Jerome Bo's dad, her ex-husband, right, has a, a sister, Napoleon, and uh, Princess Pauline, Napoleon's sister, also. So she okay. brings. So they've all gone to a lot of them have gone to Italy after Napoleon got the boot, right. Um, so she brings Elizabeth and Bo to live with her in Rome. Elizabeth thinks that Bo's going to get her inheritance. Uh, she hates the way Napoleon and Jerome treated her, her Elizabeth and Beau. So in late 1821, Beau just says he's out of there, and he goes back to America. He says he's going to go to Harvard. Uh, I'll, I'll write you about your princess. <laughs> Sometimes I worry that I'm wasting in my life, too. Now, the Bonapartes decide, well, there is a cousin, Joseph, Napoleon's brother, as okay. a, he has a daughter, and for some reason, Joseph has gone to live in New Jersey, and the daughter has gone with him, so they decide Ugh. that he, Bo, is going to marry his cousin. What? The, all that time? All that searching? And you're like, hey, she's yes, <laughs> it's his uh, niece. Hey, she's in Hoboken. She's in Hoboken. Yes, Get over it's, here. It's Napoleon's, <laughs> that's right, Napoleon's niece is in Hoboken. She makes grinders. <laughs> 
Yes. Yes, she works at Jersey Pizzas. She makes grinders. Yes. <laughs> I mean, she loves the gym. You can't get her out of the fucking gym. She loves it. You imagine sending a princess to Hoboken? Yes, and I was wondering, too, could I have a raspberry tart? Lady, you ain't getting no raspberry freaking tart, okay? You want a Bialy or what? A year later, holy fuck, yeah. look at the tan on this one. Holy shit. I'm the princess of Hoboken. You see, this sprawling landscape is all mine. All right, what do you want? You want the works on that? What do you want? What do you want on your sandwich? Um, just give me a second. Uh, did you have a place where I could potentially powder my arms and nose? Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Look at this one. Uh, no, no, Holy I'll do it. Shit. I'll have the um, cheese steak with whiz. <laughs> with whiz. Is the yeah, thing. just Tell say Johnny I'm style. Why do you gonna make it all fancy? I'm trying learning. I've only been a princess of Hoboken for a fortnight. <laughs> and, and like a Johnny style, you say? That and um, I'll. I'd also like a meeting with your Dr. Pepper, please, as soon as possible. Holy shit! Yes, some boys are taking a wheel off my carriage. <laughs> They've fully removed one of the carriage wheels. So this girl, this she's she's two years older than him. She has she's going to inherit a huge fortune through Joseph. So he goes and he meets her. He meets her in, in uh, spring of 1822. But- hey, it's your cousin. You're going to marry him. <laughs> it's exciting. <laughs> but the marriage doesn't happen for whatever reason. We don't know exactly why. I have a feeling. A family friend, however, was very happy the marriage wasn't going to happen because Uh-oh. she, the cousin, was, quote, in size a dwarf and excessively ugly. Wait, the... The daughter, they're saying, is the new, a... New Jersey Bonaparte girl. Right. She's really a, short and really unattractive. Okay, so... So they set... Okay. They set and he's... Bo's hot, so they set her up with a, a troll. They're like, what about your cousin, the, the troll? And he's like... Right. I, and he, I, now, they stayed friends forever. The, uh, her name's Catherine, I think. Catherine and Bo, they, they remained friends. They really liked each other, but I think he was just like, I, I can't... I. I don't. I don't. Want the it. whole the whole thing. If you're if you're just like a, a, I, I mean either gender, but in this case a guy, and you're just a guy, and someone's like, you're a prince basically, kind of, and you're gonna <laughs> marry a princess, kind of, sort of, and she's your cousin. Like, I don't need to see her to be like, what is going on with you people? Look, also, hot people marry ugly people all the time because you're in love with the person. Yes, right. Totally. That's yes. That's, that's how it works. It, it's just it's it's what I have always found very strange about uh, dating apps too. Is like a full full fully just forcing someone to decide how they feel about you based on appearance only is just it'll you know that's yeah. like it's just not going to help because you're going to pass up on great people because you didn't hear them say a word or didn't oh. you know. There have been people that I, if I saw in a photo I, in my life, I wouldn't think is attractive, but they had something when I met them in yeah. person and they were fucking hot. Yes. Like, that's just... You yeah, know. and that's how it works. Yeah. Um, so uh, the cousin actually goes on to marry a different cousin. So that, that works out. Oh, wow. So they were like, don't worry, there's a lot of cousins left in the ocean. <laughs> 
Elizabeth is super bummed. Uh, Bo would have had a title. He would have been set for life. So he enrolls in Harvard. Elizabeth now is freaked out that he's going to meet. My loser son is just (laughs) enrolling in Harvard instead of marrying the princess of Hoboken, whom he's related (laughs) to closely. Loser child. She's not worried that he's in America going to meet an American girl in Mary. Mary, right? Bad news. He might just be an American. Yeah. Sounds like a Jeff Foxworthy bit, but that's who you should send over there. If your boy turns down the princess of Hoboken to enroll in Harvard, <laughs> your son just might be an American. So she she keeps telling him he needs to marry a European in all her letters. Bo is a catch, right? He's super good looking. A German princess admitted, quote, that she'd followed him once in Geneva at a ball from room to room to look at him and that he was the handsomest creature she ever saw. Wow. Okay. So he's well, got his mom's never looks. Happened. He's got his mom and dad's look. They're both good looking people. He inherits it, which is super, which is, I'm sorry, but it's, it's crazy to hear that Royals have. <laughs> yeah. Shocking. Yeah. William told Bo the opposite of what Elizabeth wanted. So grandpa's coming in and being like, yeah, no. Right. He said not to marry a European, especially a Bonaparte. And, Live in America. That's what you should do. Right. Elizabeth then pays. So she's getting worried. She has she pays to have him brought back to Rome. Bo. He he gets an early the Harvard is like, okay, you can graduate early. They let him graduate early. He goes back to Europe. But he just wants to be an American now. He stops calling himself Bo. He starts going by Jerome. And he and he he's there for a little bit and then he just goes back to the US in July eighteen twenty seven. And quickly starts looking for a wealthy American wife, and becomes a U.S. citizen. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah, she is just beside herself. But one, one has to wonder, if you had spent your time being around your son, you'd probably influence him more yeah. than being gone and just writing princess letters. No, look, if you want someone to live this... Uh, aristocrat life in Europe, then you bring him when he's bring young into it. and have yeah. him get used to it, and that's how he yeah. absorbs into it. If you leave him yeah. in fucking America, riding around eating corn dogs, and you know, yeah. that's what he's going to be. Uh, I don't go by Bo anymore, Mom. My name's Chicken Fries. <laughs> <laughs> I, I need to lay down at once. So uh, he's matched up with Susan Williams of Baltimore uh, to marry. She's very and wealthy. What, uh, and her, and his father's the king of what now? <laughs> Nothing. She's just a rich uh, uh, girl. And That's what it. the land they uh, own as far as the... They own land, And their yeah, castle is located where, did you no, say again? There's, Bo- no, there's no castle. Castle? What about the moat? No. What are they, how do they... No, no do moat. They have a, no moat. Do they have no, a home a, moat? They have a house on a plantation. That's it. When the they travel, how many portable bidets are going they, with them? They want to have bidets. We have toilet paper, and she shits in the woods. And as far as how she gets the bidet in the woods, it's there's no bidet. No, we don't. No, so she's just wiping her ass with. The, yeah, we don't wash our buttholes. We rub the shit around with paper. Well, I. I guess I, this is the conversation I've feared for a while now. <laughs> so you're just going to do the thing where you rub it around? That's right. It really seems foolish. It's not great. I've got to be honest. It's a waste of paper. It does. I mean, least, and it's not as clean. 
you can hate Europe, but pinch this idea. Seriously, no, no. Part like of way our, better. Part of our Europe hatred is making ourselves dirtier and grosser. That's sort of what we are. Seems like it's not good for you, though. Well, son. I don't want to be French. Yes, but don't, do you want to be scooting on the floor like a senile canine? I would rather be a dirty, shit-covered American than some fancy French boy with a clean you ass. Don't- Bo! Bo, you don't mean that, Bo! I do! Bo! I'm a dirty butthole boy! Bo! America! No! <laughs> that is really why we don't have bidets here, isn't it? Because we hated the French for a while. I, wouldn't, is there anything more American than like, Nah, I'll be covered in shit to show <laughs> you how right I am! <laughs> <laughs> So Elizabeth loses her shit. Everything she's worked toward. But I cleaned it with water. She, she's sure that William is behind it. She writes him stating her, quote, solemn, fixed, unchangeable resolution is that he never shall, with my consent, marry Miss Williams or any other woman in America. She believed and said the Williams family was trying to, quote, ennoble their dirty blood by marrying a Bonaparte. Now, again, she's not. Yeah, she is dirty blood lady. She's from America. She's just from a rich American family. She's talking about her family. She's talking about her family. I don't mean to say, like, and I, who, this is probably not even worth mentioning, but it is very strange that we've been alluding to this Alec Baldwin, uh, Hillary (laughs) thing. Well, because it's it's very. I mean, she is in love with a lie of herself, and she's kind of perpetuating it because she loves it. Yeah, right. But it's not who she is. No, it also isn't hurting yeah. anybody. It's just weird. Yeah. yeah. Yes, it's totally weird. Um, she also said, "Let them marry their daughter to one of her equals." Did she hit her head and like have amnesia halfway through this? Well, she's a Bonaparte, right? She married into it, but she doesn't realize she, when she sends this letter to her family, her family's like, that's what we are. What are you talking about? I know. <sighs> um, she orders her father to stop the marriage. He doesn't because obviously it's what he wants. Elizabeth had all her possessions then sent to Europe and cuts off her family. She also doesn't seem to be able to confront her issues. Like she just... I think she, she wants things her way, and if she doesn't get them, then she just packs up shop and rolls. Yeah. Um, three months later, she calms down a bit and writes and says she won't oppose the marriage, but also wouldn't accept it. Great. Much better. Thanks, Mom. She cuts off Bo from his allowance. In that letter, she ended it by saying she would rather have found a husband in the Australian penal colony of Botany Bay than in Baltimore. <laughs> I like how Australia is just going to take some shrapnel for no reason. <laughs> I mean, Baltimore's <laughs> really taking a hit. Yeah, ball. I mean, yeah, she's really <laughs> they got good crab. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so Bo is really hurt by all this. He just wants his mom to fucking like him and like his wife. And right, he gets married on November third, eighteen twenty nine. They're not in love, by the way. It's just purely for connections and wealth. That's it. That's why he's getting so she married. Should- Right, okay. She should be kind of happy about that. Yeah, it is, but she doesn't, if it's not a title, she doesn't think it means anything. He's like, Mom, I'm not, it's not for love. Yes, but it's not the right way for money. <sighs> she had, this, this woman, Susan, she has a dowry of 200,000, which is 5.5 million. Ooh. So she's Ooh. rolling in with 5.5 mil. It's a great, yeah. Elizabeth's father also gave, gave Bo a bunch of property when they got married. So he just 
he fucking scores. Yeah, he's got a great dowry. Elizabeth thought she thought the Bonapartes in Europe would be upset, but when they told when he, she told them, they were all fucking thrilled and sent him gifts. And she's the only one who's mad. Right. Okay. Um, Bo has uh, then Bo has a boy who is named Jerome Napoleon Bonaparte. So I think that's the third, right? So Elizabeth keeps sending furious letters to William for over a year. And that stops when he writes back that she's the oldest daughter and she should actually be in his house taking care of him because his wife died. Ooh. Yeah, right. So she, she stops writing William. Okay. And then... It comes out that William had been fucking a former housekeeper while she was the housekeeper and had an illegitimate child. Oh, boy. And because Elizabeth wasn't taking care of him, he invites the housekeeper back to take care of him. And word gets out, and it's a fucking huge scandal in Baltimore. Right, because... Why, you're not, why allowed, you're not allowed to fuck a lady. I don't know. I mean, you can't. Fuck yeah, a I mean, it's going to be. It's like your wife died. Your dicks have gone forever. Remember? I mean, it worked for Schwarzenegger. Yeah, it's true. That like, that the the maid that he slept with fixed my elbow when I did his kid's birthday party. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I like. I had to be a referee there for four hours, and I I cut it on like his uh, stucco tennis court walls. And it was, it was not for like, it was just that it was bleeding too much. So someone was like, go in the house and get it fixed. And then that was, that was like his, uh, the home taker. The, Amazing. His maid there. Yeah. Um, so it's a scandal. He, it goes on for two weeks and then he, he sends her home. I guess the family's upset. Everyone's like, dude, fucking end this shit. Yeah. And then Elizabeth's sister, who she's very close with. Elizabeth's sister was taking care of all of her financial stuff while she's away. Um, her sister is like, if you had come back like you were supposed to as the eldest daughter and taken care of dad, this wouldn't have happened. Right. So He'd just be jerking off. So her family's there. Her, her, nep- her, her new grandchild is in America. The family's mad at her. So she goes back. In the summer of 1834, 49-year-old Elizabeth sails back to America. She'd been in Europe for wow. 19 years. Wow. That's a hard change. Uh, it's it's also such a weird, it's like a non-life kind of, it feels like, in a way. What, living in Europe or coming back? Well, no, but like living in Europe the way she has been living in Europe, like well, to kind of keep up appearances of this this reality that is like kind of fabricated and then to devote your time to making sure that probably for your legacy that your son is a part of it too you know well you know you, you i think you go li- life to me has always been like you know you're young you do you do stuff for you and then yeah. and then you make a choice like do you want to go into the graduate program which is having kids and experience that part of life or do you not and if you don't then you can just kind of keep partying a little bit Got a lot of people i know <laughs> but a lot of people yeah. i know i watch them and they and they and they you know they just get to Follow their interests and travel and stuff, and it's just a different life. And she's chosen that life. She's chosen the. Is that what she was doing? She was. It's less responsibility, right? Like, yeah, you know, she says she's well, trying to find Bo a husband, but really, she's just fucking enjoying the fuck out of hanging out okay. with famous people. Well, there you and, go. All right, then I'm good and partying. Okay, then yeah, she fine. she's in all the famous circles. Like she's hanging with the best. Um, so this is a big move. This is a big fucking deal. 
Yeah. She's despondent over her, quote, cruel exile from every pleasure and every comfort of Europe. So William dies in 1835. His will allows him to publicly state what he thinks of Elizabeth. She, wow, what a... What? His will? So well, in your I, will, I, you just get a kind of... I guess the will is... It seems like, based on what I read, is that it's public. Like, everyone hears about what was said in the will. And so, so you... you kind of just do, like... Yeah, final jabs. You kind of just, like, have your, like, grievances and then air your grievances and then just be done. Yeah. And, and by re- the way, to the vicar who's reading this, yeah, you got a real weird eye. <laughs> I've never been a fan of it. And he'd written this eight years before, so it's before all the stuff with, uh, with uh, Bo the and mate. Oh, okay. Getting married okay. and all that. So right, right, right. Um, <laughs> she doesn't get equal property with the other uh, kids, which he had promised her when she married Jerome. Right. The will had a long condemnation of her. Quote: She has caused more anxiety and trouble than all my other children put together, and her folly and misconduct has occasioned me a train of expense that first and last has cost me much money. So he's wow. saying so he he's had to fucking like, spend so much money on her that he does not want, to have, want her to have an equal share of the dough. Right, right. And he's dead. He's dead. He's also rich as fuck. Like, he's got so much goddamn money. That's, that's the other thing that is, it, it is just so clear in this whole episode is how rich they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, They're totally detached with, from reality. Yeah, there's, like, not a real problem in here, necessarily. It's like, oh, where will I find my boy's princess? These are not... <laughs> Actual issues that regular humans experience. At all. Yeah. Uh, She still landed some sweet fucking property from him. Like, she got some downtown Baltimore property that was awesome. I mean, it's not like she Uh, didn't score. Like, anybody else in the world would be like, fucking awesome! Yeah, of course. The will said anyone who challenged it would forfeit everything if they lost their challenge. Uh, Wow. She decided to challenge it. Wow. Who's this guy's will lawyer? He's like, we got her. I will litigate past your passing. Well, she talked to a lawyer who would was about to become the head of the Supreme Court, and he was like, no, you got a really good case. So you'd be like, yeah, this guy, and worst case scenario, we bring it before you. Bo joins her in the challenge. Okay. Then three of the other brothers decide to fight her. So now there's a fight over the estate. Um when the brothers hear that, the, that this judge has said she has a good case, they threatened to publish all the letters that she, she had written to her family over the past 30 years. Ooh. And she's been talking shit about her friends. Like, she, you know, they're fucking letters to your family. She is just fucking. Yeah. So if it gets out, she's just fucking ruined. She's ruined. Okay. So the fighting went on uh, until 1836 when she gave it up, decided not to take it to court, and dropped it. She had never spoke to her brothers, two or three brothers and one sister again. That was it. Wow. Now, Princess Pauline, uh, Bo's Bonaparte uh, aunt, dies. She leaves a big inheritance to Bo. A great uncle dies. He leaves him like uh, 50,000 francs. So he's doing great. Baltimore, it's not what it had been. What do you do for work, Bo? My people (laughs) die. What about a death tax, an estate tax? Is that a thing? Nope. <laughs> uh, 
so Elizabeth is not living the life she lived in Europe. Not many interesting people. She's sort of like the people she knew are sort of gone, right? It's DC. There's a big turnover. Mm-hmm. Um, she thought her boring life in Maryland left her little to write about in letters to her friends in Europe. And after 1840, she barely wrote them at all because she was ashamed of what, yeah, today I went and looked at uh, the water. Like she doesn't have anything. Mm-hmm. Right. She did visit Paris in 1839. She spent a few months there, but at 54, she said she had, quote, grown too fat, old, and dull for Parisian life. In 1854, her grandson, Jerome, went to Paris to reunite with his Bonaparte relatives. She went with him. Uh, That included Emperor Napoleon III. So what has happened in France, it's super crazy and complicated, but it's very interesting. But basically... So Napoleon was tossed out the second time. Um, they became a republic. Then he uh, ran for president in, I think, 44. There were, there's a term limit. He was like, look all the awesome shit I'm doing. There shouldn't be a term limit. Most of the people were with him. Um, he then had to have a... He then instigated a coup to take over France, and then he was... Now there's a new Emperor Bonaparte in charge. And it's Napoleon's okay. grand it's Napoleon's grandson. Okay. So So he's Emperor. Right. And that goes on until eighteen seventy when he starts wars and gets kicked out like his uh grandfather. Right. So it's genetic. <laughs> <laughs> so they go to meet Emperor Napoleon uh, the third. Uh the Emperor uh, who is his fuck, his nephew? Okay. Uh, offers Bo and Jerome titles, and Bo's like, no, I don't want a title. That I don't understand. What, Maybe he's so American kinda... now. But it gets uh, weird. This, is gonna, this isn't going to make any sense. Okay, great. But don't I just you, like the idea that, like, yeah. do you, uh, welcome. Uh, what, you need anything? You want to be a monarch, a duke, something? <laughs> what do you, uh, uh, what's no, a, what? good. You got fries here? Uh, we could, uh, but we have some uh, potato au gratin. Uh, are yeah, you sure fine. you want me, You could be a prince. Uh, I just like maybe, taters, uh, man. Taters and milk is uh, good. Okay. Okay. I, well, I, we will call you Duke of Taters. I don't need that, it? buddy. I don't fucking need that. I just want a good okay. fucking plate of potatoes. Just, That's it. That's all I'm looking to for. Just be only potatoes for a no, man. Just no, call no, no, no. Bo. Come on. So hey. well, maybe we say Prince Prince Bo would all like right. a potato. <laughs> Please. It would hey. make me feel more comfortable around buddy, you if you could. Your uncle's good, man. I got everything I fucking need. We we'll call you the king of uncle. I got uncle a hot king. wife back home. I got a bunch of horses. I'm fine. I don't we'll need you. Uh... I don't need any of that shit. You know what? I get back and I'm like, hey, I'm the duke of fucking whatever. All my buddies are going to be like, what the fuck the happened? The duke to of you, whatever. Man? That's what you want? No, no, no. I don't want that because all my buddies back home will be like, dude, your bowling's dropped we'll, off. We'll get, we could we could send you, but you could give them some titles too. Nah, I just think it'd be so cool. No, I just think the it's duke weird. of potatoes. Yeah, Come I'm on. Good, man. I don't. You don't know these guys. You really don't, Bert. Bert will fucking ride me. He'll ride, he'll ride me and put me away wet. You know what I mean? I don't want it. I don't want it. The Duke of Bert? I don't yeah, know if the Duke much. of Bert would do that. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Man. I like it. It's great. It's great you offered it. I'm good. Okay. Okay. Let's just get the taters out of here. I'll get the potatoes out of here, but you're sick about the potatoes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... The emperor urges Jerome to join the French army, and Jerome does. Okay. And then he's sent to fight in the Crimean War, and uh, there he becomes a decorated captain. 
But Bonaparte's other kids, the other the rest of the Bonapartes, are not like in this American part of the family trying to get in on the action. So they call right. a council together where it's decided Bo and Drome would not be any part of the line of succession. Okay. So Bo returns to America. Drome, however, stays in Europe and serves the emperor. Now, Elizabeth, she's still not giving up the dream, right? Drome's over there, her grandson. Yeah. She's right. now focused on her grandsons, Drome, and there's another grandson now, Charles, becoming aristocrats in Europe. Okay. So now she's picking up the torch with the grandkids. That's it. It just skips a generation. But she's also lost touch with a lot of people. So when, when uh, Jerome dies, Bo's dad, he didn't even mention Bo in the will. Right? So Napoleon Bonaparte's brother, when he dies, he, he, that, that's how much they don't want the American side of the family that's crazy. involved in anything. He doesn't even mention him in the will. But uh, Bo and, and Elizabeth... Uh, and yeah, that's everyone. Okay, <laughs> bye. Thanks for coming. <laughs> Wait I'm a dead. minute, man. The fuck am I doing here then? Uh, in the case that someone potentially gets up at the end of this and decrees that they should have been given yeah. something, that person is uh, a jack-off and should not be listened to. Is okay, thank you. Now I'm dead forever. A car? Dead, no, there's, not, there's nothing. That, that, I'm dead fucking, forever. A horse? A bye. saddle? Bye. I'm off. <laughs> oh, the, nothing. Oh, look. Oh. There's the light. Yeah, there's nothing. Okay, Some kind of please. fancy belt? Like a belt this buckle? Is mere, the I should not be arguing. I am a document. I'm merely in the voice of your father because uh, that is the way it would work. But uh, no, there's nothing for you. You stupid American prick. Pair huh? of dungarees? Like his old pair of dungarees? Pair of dungarees? What? That's it. I'm dead. This wheel is over. The reading is over. Uh, any other materials, give to my cat. Okay, I'm gone. No, Don't even it? argue anymore. Bye. Bye. Au revoir. Fucking bullshit. You You're a goddamn thing. Bullshit. Now I'm gone. Now I'm gone. French son of a bitch. <laughs> Come out here, fancy boy. I can't. I'm a letter. Show you the what for? Show me the quah. Fucking letter. Dumbass letter. I'll kick your ass, letter. American style. I'm I'm not a living, breathing document. I'm a will. So you can kiss my ass. Dumbass letter. I'm a will. (laughs) So they sue. Bo and Elizabeth sue. Okay. uh, To get a portion of the estate. But what Bo apparently really wants is recognition that he's a legitimate Bonaparte. Okay, so he and his and and Elizabeth is like exactly. Yeah, and it's a big deal in France because right, it's the fucking you know Bonapartes. It's, the, it's yeah, the 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 fucking yeah. Bonaparte. So most people support Elizabeth, but the court side with the Bonapartes. Okay, big hit, obviously. Now Elizabeth was there because uh, she. She goes to Paris for this, and she finds that she now hates it. Quote, I detest my existence here. I am too old, too ugly, and too stupid for Paris. So she's now a fucking Baltimore lady again. It's so strange because it's like, um, yeah, I mean, she's kind of, I mean, she's reconciling age, you know? She is. It's not not Paris. (laughs) I mean, when you're young, you go and you party, you hang out. But now that she's there, what have all her friends done? All her friends have actually moved out to the country. They're not, they're not young cosmopolitan parties anymore. You move out to the country, you have kids, you you have a different life. Well, she's she's still trying to 
get it going, and everyone's like, yeah, we're not there anymore. So Yeah, she's wearing the same dress to the club, and she's like, are you sure you couldn't fit just one more in? And he's like, ma'am, no. Yeah, and all the fancy people are much younger, so she just feels, you know, as she should. Um, yeah, right, yeah, right, exactly, yeah. She's really beaten down by everything, though. Uh, quote, I am fatigued, disheartened with the hard battle of existence with what the Bonapartes and Pattersons. I am tired, worn out mentally and physically. She no longer cares about being a celebrity. Uh, no parties, no balls, no dinners. She had a few friends in D.C., but she's still a big deal in America. Anyone who meets her is thrilled that they met her. They're like, oh, my God, I met Elizabeth Bonaparte. Um, she would, anybody who met her would, all these people would write about in their diaries. I met so-and-so. It's in all people. And so when France, when France kicked the emperor to the curb in 1848, so they booed him out and, uh, it became Republic again. She's upset. Her final hope was now England's monarchy. Hmm. What? But again, he, after that, he does retake it. So whatever. I don't want to go into it again. By the 1850s... Right, right, right. By the 1850s, she's still widely known in the U.S. as a woman who hated the American Republic and wanted a monarchy. She was also... Because her best life is when she was the rich, fancy person that everybody loved. So she always wants to go back to that. And she... That, to her, is connected with a monarchy as opposed to everyone being equal, which is what democracy is supposed to be, but it's not. But Disgusting. Um... She's also very well known for her business sense. A friend called her a quote man of business. <laughs> I love that they well, don't. Have, how, who, I love that they don't friend? have a word for a woman who's good for. Ah, she's like a man of business. Well, she said, "Business, business, man." I can't. Biz, um, fuck. There's good, no word for this. There's not a word for this. She's bizgina. A Baltimore banker said he knew of, quote, no man capable of creating legitimately with so small a capital the large fortune amassed by Madame Bonaparte. Well, the only thing I compare it to is a man. I mean, I'm yeah. trying to think of different things, but all I can think of is, man, she's, she's better than men. She is a smart man. So, My uh, friend Elizabeth. <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, it's like for to not be able to act like it's just so hard to associate gender with success. Do you understand why it's so difficult for me? <laughs> so her fortune is um worth 1.5 million back then. God damn. Wow. Which uh so that would be about Forty-five, fifty million today. So good to go. Yeah, she's good to go. Um, she made a hundred thousand a year just off the capital. You know, just money mm-hmm. coming in for everything. She still ran her business by herself in her seventies. In the last years of her life, she lived cheaply in a boarding house in Baltimore. She was known to walk around in a black velvet bonnet trimmed with orange feathers and carrying a red parasol as she collected rents. Wow. When she was in her 80s and 90s, she was rarely seen in public, only, only would go out to collect rents. Uh, sightseers often came to the boarding house to see her, and she would tell them stories from her life. Elizabeth outlived Bo and her brothers. In an interview, she said her father was, quote, the plague sore of my life. 
and her brothers Ugh. were, quote, ignorant, selfish, uncivilized boars. Her ex-husband, Jerome, was, quote, an unprincipled, mean-souled man. Her hatred for him was 120%. She did not <laughs> like the way her life had turned out. She wrote, quote, my life appears a horrible dream, a terrible delusion. She blamed herself for marrying Jerome, quote, the circumstances have hung a millstone around my neck, which I could never get rid of since. Her grandson, Jerome, disappointed her in 1871 when he came back from France and married an American divorcee. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. So that dude was just the whole time kicking it with the Bonapartes, and then he yeah. fucking comes back and just yeah, you know what? I kind of like heart. Kathy. Kathy's pretty cool from next door. <laughs> She's cool, too. So it's either a princess or Kathy. Oh. Uh, Charles became secretary of the Navy and attorney general under Theodore Roosevelt. He was a pretty progressive dude. Elizabeth died in 1879 at 94 years old. She still hoped her grandsons would become aristocrats until the day she died. She split her estate evenly between her grandsons. Um, this, the source, the only source on this was, uh, Charlene M. Boyer, Lewis's Elizabeth Patterson Bonaparte. Um, uh, you know, this is like, if she had found Buddhism, none of this would happen. Uh, you know, she created expectations and desired just material nonsense. She literally built her own house of unhappiness. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It. I mean, you know, it. the more that we go through this experiment of our society... The failure? Uh, uh, the uh, great failure? Experiment. <laughs> experiment. Uh, the more I think you, you know, really can recognize so easily that, um, yeah, you know, while, while money is in our current situation the solution in a lot of ways... A better world does not have that, you know. Does I, it? Do, I mean, or yeah, it's, it's just such a, it's such a terrible driver. Well, there's also like you know, so you want this title, you don't get it, but then, I just think if you're eighty, you're eighty or ninety years old or whatever she was, and you're walking around collecting rents, like really, yeah, really, instead of just letting yeah. people live for free, like really, that's you have fifty million dollars and you're walking around collecting rents. Like, how is well, that in existence? Did you, it's funny. I know you mentioned George Clooney earlier, but did you you know what he did with fourteen of his buddies? Have you ever heard that story? Oh, like it's in the past year, I think, or something. Like, it's it's this fucking. I do, I can't figure out how to feel about this thing. Okay. <laughs> okay. So basically, he he finds out he's getting like a you know. $70 million back end of some shit George Clooney does. And he just decides that he's going to give like his 14 closest buddies a million dollars each. And so he gives every one of them a million dollars. So he shells out $14 million to 14 of his friends. And at first I was like, that's fucking amazing. Like that really is amazing. And then Every hour that I think about it since, it's not. 
I'm I'm very bothered by it. Well, that's that's what America is in a nutshell. It's yeah, that we aren't evenly distributing resources. We're allowing billionaires to pick who they give money to, and essentially yeah. that's what that's what foundations are. Foundations are set up as a as a tax loophole for billionaires to give money to who they want to, but not equally shared among society. Uh, crazy story, man. That is, that is some crazy shit. Crazy shit. And the podcast you were talking about was, isn't it called The Age of Napoleon? Uh, yeah. He's up to number 72. He really, he really covers a lot. It's a really good, It's in that In The podcast. Age of Napoleon? Age of Napoleon. That's a lot of episodes about a band. That story's gotta be, I mean, just hearing bits and pieces, I'm like, wait, what the fuck? Um. Yay! Uh, well, that's the end of 2020 for the dollop. It. We did it. We got 2021 is going to be so much better. All right. Well, we'll get at it. We've, we will be done with 2020, and maybe part of 2021 is salvageable. So Maybe. Happy New Year. Happy New Year's. Uh... Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, This is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 